Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there is so much more in there, you just have no clue how to get it out, or maybe you just want to know the Bible better and you're looking for any resource to help? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible Podcast. We are two sisters. I'm Erica. I'm Veronica. We love to study the Bible and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of Scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of Scripture, it actually adds to our understanding. It adds color to the black and white pages of the text. Erica. Veronica. We are going to do a topic today. Oh, fun. I know. We're not really big on topics, are we? No, we're probably not. Yeah, (laughs) we're not. But the idea is sometimes when you have a topic like this and the way we're going to talk about it, it gives everyone who's studying the Bible a chance to go, oh, Mm -hmm. I can go find these on my own. Right. So what we're going to talk about today is table fellowship. I love food. I am <laughs> all does. about food. So this sounds good to me. And if you want to be Erica's friend, just invite her over for dinner. This is true. Her favorite meal is something white and creamy with a good bread and a chocolate. Perfect. Did I nail it? You nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I will be happy. That's only because we played a game last week. And you remembered it, though. I know. Well, that's because that's what we had for dinner. Yeah, that's Whoever, true. The host had nailed your favorite meal. She did a wonderful job. But what, hopefully, as you study the Bible, let's get a little more spiritual. Right. Mm-hmm. You'll see that many biblical scenes take place around meals. Oh, You know, yeah. even God's seven uh, holy days, <clears throat> there's feasts, feasting. Yeah. or no feast. Remember, oh, Yom Kippur, you're fasting. I didn't think so about it's the that. absence yeah. of food. Food, actually, I just did this with, um, I teach fourth through sixth grade with your husband every other month. Yep. I have one month, he has one month. But I said, and we saw this in Genesis, food is a big deal. Food was had to do with the first basic rule God gave them. Don't eat. Don't eat. You got Jesus's first miracle. Water to wine. wine. Food, and you see food at the end of the time. And hold on to that thought because we will come back to food at the end of this. At the end. But so what I just want to do is I want to set this, set the stage. Ha ha. Ha ha. Set the table. Yeah, I like that. But because truthfully, when you picture it, you probably picture people sitting down to a table with chairs. Right. I mean, think of all the pictures, the Renaissance pictures. Oh, Leonardo da Vinci's yes. famous Last Supper. <laughs> Which is so wrong. They're eating, what, eels or something? Yeah, I don't know. And white puffy clouds mm-hmm. sitting at a long rectangular table. But right. back in Jesus' day, this is more New Testament times. Okay. But also, I'm going to do Old Testament stuff as well. But no, there were no tables and chairs. Those were only for the rich. So that would be the palaces. I didn't realize that till you said that. That's what Lois Tverberg In a says. palace, they would have a table and chairs. Which makes kind of sense. Yeah, I, I mean, mean. You think of a throne. Oh. You find out it's a lot more easier to get up from a chair than the floor. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. You know. Huh. So instead, what everyday people would sit in is they would sit on mats mm-hmm. on the floor. And in the middle around them, in the middle of around, yeah. they're sitting around this mat. There would be a platter or bowl with all the food. Yes. You, and then you don't have silverware. So you're in your own individual mm-hmm. plates. You would just dip into a common bowl or a common platter. 
yeah intake from that when we when i went to jordan with juc oh yeah the school in israel they had we went to somebody's house and that's how they fed us and i completely forgot about it we all sat on the floor and it was this massive plate dish and it was piled high with like meat and rice and we all had bread okay and you would just use your finger and were they trying to reenact yeah they just this is how this was how you showed hospitality this was how they ate i completely forgot about it that's funny yeah you've never in all our years together i know you learned something new i know yeah that it was crazy it was a big mound of food that's funny so yeah and that's what it is there's no silverware you would use chunks of bread Mm -hmm. to dip it in um the cooking would actually be done outside because of the heat and the fire the heat and the smoke You know, you don't want to turn everything in your house black and smoky. Right. And then they did, at a more formal occasion, they would recline on couches. Okay. So you do, because we talked like about that. Like a couch, that. what we think about, or what kind, I mean, I, like probably a, a lower. A lower, more, I want to say fold-out chair, but not. Right. <laughs> Just a, lo- not a couch, like a back. Because you're right. reclining on, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Your left or your right side. Yeah. Because we do talk about that with the Last Supper. Yep. And Passover, if Jesus yep. is more reclined. But that was more of a formal thing. That oh, would not be your everyday common. Oh, okay. With the family yeah. when I'm just eating at yes. home. Then you would just sit. Then you're just sitting. Okay. That makes around sense. Around the mat. Yeah. And the bowls. But so that's the picture I want. Mm-hmm. But then, because in your card, he said hospitality is huge. So it's not a matter of... I mean, to me, when I read this and I learned this, it was like, oh, it's more important for me to be hospitable and open oh. my home than have everything perfect. Oh, because to so me, I, came, I got caught up, especially when I had little ones. Of, <laughs> our carpet is dirty. I had three children who puked as babies. Hmm. So they had destroyed my carpet. And it was like, I can't right. people over this. I don't have the nicest furniture, you know. I don't have the nicest... My table and dining room, when I set it up, does not look like Martha Stewart's. And I don't know how to be the best hostess. No. I'm awkward. And so instead it was like, okay, but what if my, I'm hospitable? Right. What if I'm right. welcoming? What if I'm enjoyable to be around? And you know what? Fine, my plates don't match. I don't have all the fancy serving stuff. And I right. go, it's more important that we're gathering here. Oh. Because truthfully, <clears throat> yeah. that's what it was more important. Yes, they did tend to, especially on a Sabbath dinner, mm-hmm. a Shabbat dinner, serve their best food. Mm-hmm. But that was once a week. And that was a time when they would linger right. around that meal. And you'd have the candles and the wine and the blessings. Right. But to just open, to say hospitality is huge. When somebody shows up at my door, yes, I'm going to give them the best I have. But it's more I'm welcoming them in. And I'm having Hmm. them come there because it's a place of just vulnerability and mutual trust. I only eat in that in those days, they would only eat with people who they are in relationship with, who they trust and are friends with. You're really making me feel guilty because now I keep thinking of all the time my kids have been like, can we have this neighbor over for dinner? And I've been like, Ugh. I mean, we've done it a lot, but I've also been like, I didn't make enough food. Well, there's a difference there. <laughs> Your children for, need to eat. Right. But hospitality, yeah. But just, just welcoming people, being Welcoming that, them yeah. in. So what if, so let's look and see what in the Bible, mm-hmm. when they did that. First one, not the first one, but you would see it with Abraham in Genesis 18. When the three strangers came. 
Right. He made sure they're strangers to the earth. Let me bring you in. Let me feed you. Let me give you what I can. And Abraham had a lot of nice stuff. And he fed them a ton. The amount of flour. He he had, he killed the calf or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was like 50 pounds or something. Yeah. She made huge amount of bread. She did. So just that of welcoming. He sees strangers. He brings them in. Next chapter, chapter 19 of Genesis. Lot sees two strangers in his town. <laughs> he brings them in. He brings them in. He does, and to the point that he's willing to give up his daughters to protect yeah. these two strangers. <clears throat> because the idea is, I'm as a host, I'm responsible for you. I have to protect you. You are my guest. You're under my protection. Right. Even at the cost of my own life. Should have been Lot's life, not his daughter's yeah, really. life. We won't totally get into that. Right. But then if you think about that, David in Psalm 23 says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Hmm. So God is David's host. And what David's a host. Say, I know. <laughs> what a meal. Yeah, seriously. But so that's the first part of table fellowship. It's just a place of hospitality, warm and inviting, mm-hmm. and welcoming. But then you often see meals as a part of a covenant yes whether it would be we've been at odds with each other and we're not making a covenant to separate and to get along not necessarily separate but uh, i'm thinking of jacob and laban right they did okay let's deal with our grievances let's deal with our past and then we'll separate with a mutual acceptance and peace and forgiveness right right because if i eat with you then you're not my enemy. Right. And if I eat with you, I'm not going to bring up the past grievances. Which I think is still somewhat around today. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. As Veronica was talking me through this before we recorded, I had forgotten in the Count of Monte Cristo. I love saying it that yeah, way. Yeah, she's so... Drives my, crazy, drives my kids crazy. In the Count of Monte Cristo, Edmund, if you know the book, Edmund's a fisherman, gets horribly betrayed by three people mm-hmm. goes to prison comes out and finds an unimaginable wealth and uses his wealth to get revenge and these three men have all turned out to be bad horrible, horrible. like they do it to other people too so you don't feel bad completely when he gets his revenge phenomenal revenge like it's an amazing story I'm not gonna lie but he refuses to eat at their house he goes to their house. He goes to the houses because he has to befriend them. He's in a disguise, so they don't know who it is. They think Edmund is dead and gone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but while he's at their houses, he refuses to eat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the wife of one of the men is the only one who recognizes Edmund, realizes he's come back, mm-hmm. and he's not eating, and she tries to get him to eat. And she even brings up this custom of once you break bread under somebody's house, you are lifelong friends. And he said, no, I'm not eating. And it, so I think even potentially right, today in right. the Middle East, you have this oh, I'm sure. element you of don't eat with, you don't eat with just anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I definitely don't eat with my enemies. Right. Yeah. But so the idea then of you go with that and you go, okay, watch what Jesus does with Peter after the resurrection. Right. Yeah. He eats with him. He eats with him. Yeah. And that would symbolize to Peter of, okay, the past is the past. Right. And there's no more grievances. You also see that um, with the prodigal son. 
Yes. The yep. father sent, <clears throat> yeah. sets up that feast when the prodigal comes home. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's a way of going, okay. I mean, wouldn't that be nice to know you're not going to throw something in my face anymore? Yeah, to know that it's you complete. Know? I may screwed up massively. Right. And it's done. And we're not going to bring it up. It's not going to be a part of our conversation going forward. Mm-hmm. You even see um, at the end, after God makes a covenant with Moses and the 70 elders. Yes. And Exodus that's right. 24. Yep. They eat at God's table. Yeah. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, okay, that's so crazy. We go, they just made the covenant. They haven't had a chance to screw it up. Right. They can eat. And do I think they saw God? No, I don't. Right. Right. But did God prepare a table before them? Yes. Yes. Did they eat at that table knowing this is what it means? This is the end, the celebration of this covenant. Could you imagine eating? Like, what did God give them? I know. And how did it taste? Right. Was it their normal everyday food or was it way better? Yeah. But so with that idea, then you even have some of the sacrifices in Leviticus. Right. Uh, the fellowship offering, the peace offering. The the worshiper brings the food, mm-hmm. whatever the sacrifice is, and the family and even friends who he wants to celebrate oh, with him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he, his family and friends, and the priest eat yep. from that sacrifice. Some of it goes to God, is burned up on the altar. Yep. But most of it then is eaten by that person. And then it's a reminder of you are sharing God's food from his table. You could call the altar his table, and that's his food, and so you're having part of it. So you are sitting down again at God's table. Right. And just, what would that be like? That'd be amazing. Because truthfully, if I'm going to sit at God's table, <clears throat> yeah. I want my family and my closest friends there. Yeah, that's, yeah. Come with yeah, me. Join yeah, in. Yeah. Because I think so often we think, oh, all the food was, all the sacrifices were burned on the altar. Right. And you go, no, there were some of them that they ate from. Yes. This yeah. was, yeah, I'm giving God the best, but I'm right. going to enjoy it too, God. We're in this. Together. Together. Yeah. That's true. I would mm-hmm. want my family, my yeah. friends there. Like, let's party. Let's celebrate in yes. God's presence because together. Because coming is a, it's a free will offering. It's something I'm coming to celebrate. Right. Yes. Something has, God has done something. Yeah. And I want to worship and be with him. It yeah. has nothing to do with any kind of cleanliness. Right. Or ritual purity. This is just pure worship. And you go, okay, God, part of pure worship is eating with you. I am all for that. (laughs) Amen. Yes. But then even, so let's take it a little bit step farther, communion. Every church does it a little bit differently. Yes. Yeah. But that is the one thing church universal Mm -hmm. we have in common. And we've talked about this. One of our podcasts. I know. It's not. I, yeah. But I don't uh, there's remember no which There's no song one. we all have. Right. There's nothing but the idea of we all celebrate communion. Now, if you celebrate once a week, once a month, once a quarter. Once a year. Once a year. Whatever. How you do it. Common cup. Whatever. Gluten-free. Not gluten-free. <laughs> Matzah or yeast <laughs> <Yeah>. bread. <laughs> right. But the point is you are sitting down at God's table. Mm-hmm. And so you go, okay, God, I'm sitting down. When I take communion, I am at your table. Yeah. This is a place of mutual trust and acceptance. Yeah. You are accepting me, and I am trusting you. You are preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm-hmm. And God, we are in covenant together, mm-hmm. and you're not going to bring up these grievances. God is not going to continue to go, do you remember when you did this and that and that and that? Right, right. It's done. It's been forgiven. It's mm-hmm. in the past. And you go, I can look forward now 
to having this. So you go, just think about if next time you do take communion. Right. I'm at, I actually, we're doing it Sunday. Oh, yeah. It's the first. Yeah, because we're recording this before February. Right, right. But if I'm sitting down at God's table with him, and I'm sitting here enjoying and partaking in your food, God. Right. But then you also have to go, but I'm with all these other people around the table. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and ask yourself, am I at peace mm-hmm. with all these other people? And there have been times I have not taken communion. Not because you're not good with God. Right. But because there's somebody else around this table. Right. That's gone. Okay, that Lord, I need I, to work some right, things out with. Right. Yeah. Because you go, okay, that's, you know, when they say, take a moment, prepare yourself, think about it. Right. You know what? Go, okay, look around. Does it mean I'm best friends with everybody? Uh, no, no. No. But am I at peace with them? Right. Right. Is there any unresolved conflict or tension? Right. You know, so that's just a little bit. Right. It's a shorter podcast today, mm-hmm. which is fine. But now as you read through scripture, there are so many times you see meals right. brought up. It's more than just the writer, the author going, and then they ate food. And, right. Uh, you know, right. so pay attention to what's going on. What could be right. the bigger. What's the reason they're eating? Right. Right. Why are they there? What else is going right. on? God does not waste ink. If it's in there, it's in there for a reason. Right. So this is the podcast, the context and color of the Bible. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Threw me off for a second. But what I want to say is, you know what? If you've got a scripture that you can think of. Oh, you've got one more Erica scripture, Veronica, because it was that you're going to bring it home with. Yes. You're going to end. I did. OK, so never mind. We're not ending yet. Take nope. all my closing remarks back. Isaiah 26. Nope. Isaiah 25, verse 6 through 8. In Jerusalem, the Lord of Heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. Then he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. Sign me up. I want to be there. Well, you go, okay, he's taken away death. Right. Well, okay, obviously that is in the new heaven and the new earth. If there is no more death. And it's for all the peoples. Mm-hmm. Then it's for the righteous. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have, he's going to have a wonderful pe- feast for all the people of the world. A delicious banquet. Amen. So you just go, okay, from the beginning of time, Garden of Eden. Right. To the end of the ages. Yep. Food is important. And even with that, then getting into real quick, food is what partly what defines his people. Yes. Yeah. You know, because it's such an important part of our lives. Because look at people that have allergy issues Mm -hmm. or for some reason have to have dietary restrictions. It really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. It sets you apart. Right. You can't just go into any restaurant, anybody's home and eat whatever. Right. And so God goes, okay, I want to remind you. Right. I mean, it's just fascinating that God takes something we have to have daily. Right. For sustenance and goes, I'm going to make sure you know. Right. It's a part of our relationship. Right. It's a part of your relationship with others. Right. And it will be here for all time. Amen. (laughs) I'm excited about that personally. So now I really can end the podcast. Right. Now we're really (laughs) Now we're like at Lord of the Rings where it's like, oh, it's ending. No, it's not. (laughs) Oh, it's ending. Yes. 
Three times. But, yeah, we'll end it here. But um, don't forget, we have a website, www.thecontextandcolor.com. If you want to tell us what verses you thought of or what scenario, because I know oh, yeah. I didn't hit them hit on all of them. Right. But it's just something of as you're reading scripture, mm-hmm. look for this. Yep. Because to me, these are the fun little nuggets. You go, right. oh, let me let me add in a little bit more here. Right. There's more going on behind the scenes than we think about. Yep. So thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.